the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From Talk 910 KNEW San Francisco, this is Rob Black. Rob talks about your money every weekday, live and local, from 10 to noon. Enjoy the show. This is KNEW AM and HD, Oakland, San Francisco, San Jose. Now, your money, your life. It's Rob Black. Rob Black Show, live from San Francisco, each Monday through Friday from 10 to noon. Tell friends about it. It's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. We can talk about anything that you have on your pee-picking little financial brains. We have little financial brains because our society doesn't encourage studying about money. Doesn't encourage studying about spending. Doesn't encourage difference between inflation and deflation. It's not sexy. People don't like talking about it. I think I got one of the coolest jobs on the planet because I can sit there and ask you, how much money you got? And people tell me it's the coolest thing in the world. I can ask a teacher. For instance, I spoke to a big teacher's conference over the weekend, and one of the things we chatted about, and one of the, you know, someone came up to me and you know, gave me her life story. And, uh, you know, where she is with her children and where she is with her finances and is it where she should be? She's looking for a good second opinion. That's what I try to do. I try to give a good second opinion on the show. So if you want to pick up the phone, give me a call. It's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Today I'm going to do a lot of, not a lot, but I'm going to do some of the money basics. I ran into my big boss today, Dave Pugh in the elevator. Good man. Solid man. He's one of those bosses that makes times for employees and always gives positive, encouraging feedback. I like that. Grow your talent. Don't, don't, don't spite them. Anyway, he said, what's on the show today? And I said, well, <clears throat> got a little bit on the iSlate, Apple's iSlate coming out today. Uh, we're going to hear all about it, all the juicy details. But instead of telling you that it's got a 10-inch screen, I'm going to take a little bit different perspective. I'm going to tell you what's inside of it. I'm going to tell you the semiconductors inside it. I'm going to tell you some of the applications that you could be looking for potentially to make money off of. I know it's a goofy concept, but it's a concept that... That's the world that I live in. You know, that's the world I live in. I live in the, the financial world. I don't live in the uh, things are groovy and let's talk about how hip it is and we'll have a social networking tied towards it. It's the isolate. Who makes the parts that are in it? And Toyota today, I think, uh, well, there's three stories in my mind so far. Well, there's four stories. Tonight we get a State of the Union address. President Barack Obama. Where are we with jobs? I think you're going to start seeing Congress starting to get a little bit pissed off at him. He's starting to talk about being fiscally restraining. And liberal Democrats don't want that in any way, shape, or form. So now we're starting to get a little bit of a schism inside of the Democratic Party. And President Obama is starting to take a cue from Ronald Reagan and moving a little bit more towards the middle, a little bit more towards the populist, so to speak. There's a term called being a populist. Um, and a lot of people would say that he is that. Another big story that we're going to be talking about today is Toyota. It's a huge recall at Toyota. What's that mean for you? You're going to stop selling cars in America. 
So if you want a Toyota Corolla, you can't get one. It's kind of shocking, isn't it? What's that mean for the stock? What's that mean for Japan? Of course, we're going to talk a little eye slate, and we're going to talk a little bit about another thing that's on everyone's mind, jobs. So in between, I'm going to pepper in a little bit of Money 101, some personal finance issues. Again, just so you stay where you need to stay. Focused on retirement. Each and every one of us have to do it, and each and every one of us we put off because we don't want to think about that day. We don't want to think about that day when we're 60 no longer able to earn money. We kind of want to set it aside. So we'll talk a little bit about these issues. I, I, gotta, I, gotta, I feel that I have a good show planned for you today. I'm not going to say it's my best show ever because, let's face it, never going to hit that. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. I'm from the South. So people in the South, I love the people from the South. I'm not really from the South, but my parents are from the South. People in the South thinks that a, a bagel is a dog. So I love the, the people from the South. They think that a bagel is a dog. Anyway, Toyota today. I think this is a story we've got to scratch, get it done, move on. Uh, ultimately, what they said is they halted sales of its most popular models in the United States. This is growing concern that they've got some possible defects. So if you own a Toyota, you need to listen to the story. Let's face it, a lot of Americans own Toyota. You might remember a couple months ago that there was a cop down in uh, the L.A. area, Southern California area, that he called 911 and he said, I can't stop the acceleration on my vehicle. And he's going 100, 110, 120. Ultimately killed all four people in the car in a fiery death. I mean, a cop, you would think he would have figured out some way to stop that vehicle, but nope, out of control vehicle turned into a missile and killed everyone. This is a big story we got to Toyota. Don't, don't ignore this. So Toyota's told their dealers to stop selling eight models. No more Toyota Camrys, no more Toyota Corollas. That's still the biggest sellers in the United States. Other big models that are affected are the RAV4, the Highlander, which is a sports utility vehicle, the Tundra pickup truck. This is huge. So absolutely as short as possible the sale, the stoppage is going to be, but we don't know how long it's going to be. Now, this brings up a lot of questions about Japan's quality. Toyota's been known as the bread and butter. This could be a turning point for American automakers. Back in the 1970s, we knew that American cars kind of stank and Japan jumped all over it. And they basically had 20, 30 years of uninterrupted, you know, uh, mindshare. So we're going to pay attention to this whole Toyota story, but again, Dear God, if you've got a Toyota, make sure you uh, check to see if it's been re- uh, the, the accelerator issue has been fixed. Uh, sometimes it's tied towards the floor mats, but now they're, it's clearly something bigger than floor mats for Toyota to stop selling these vehicles. I mean, they've stopped selling these vehicles. 800-345-5639. We're going to get a little bit President Barack Obama, but we're starting to get a little bit more legislators trying to you know, find ways to rekindle hiring. They're trying to show renewed interest in proposals for government subsidy to encourage new hiring. Healthcare bill is basically dead. I think you're going to actually see the Democrats walk away from it now. I think it's become such a toxic issue that the number one issue, the number one mandate, so to speak, that Obama thinks he had was to improve the healthcare system, was healthcare reform. It's dead. I don't think it gets done. For basically nine months, they sat there, came up with, okay, we're going to get this done before the fall. Okay, we're going to get this done before November recess. Okay, we're going to get this done before Christmas. Okay, we're going to get this. And now it's starting to look like we need to get reelected. So it's a hot topic and they don't want to touch it. It's interesting to note. So the new topic, the new populist theme of the week is jobs, creating jobs. Faced with populist anger about economic conditions, Washington has been looking for ways to promote job growth with things like public project works, Aid for states. A lot of these proposals, however, have been stymied by a partisan divide over economic policy and ultimately by concerns about the deficit. Again, 
President Barack Obama proposed, let's come up with a council that's bipartisan that could look at the deficit and figure out ways to cut costs. He did this. He said this yesterday. He said, let's figure out where possibly taxes would be, you know, appropriate and it'll be bipartisan. And Senate said no, because the Senate wants the control over the cost cutting. Or in this case, the Senate wants the control over the spending. Or the lack of cost cuts, maybe is the right way of saying it. Are you mad as hell yet? I mean, are you now getting to the point where you're just angry at your state legislature? That you're angry at your federal Congress? And and how little actually gets done and it seems to only get done when the populist wants it to? A tax break would appeal to both workers and businesses. It could potentially bridge that divide. Tax break. The craziest concept out there. You basically tell small businesses, we're going to let you pay less taxes as a business if you hire people so that they pay more income taxes. Or you create jobs that create a higher income tax uh, bracket, so to speak. So this is the, you know, the two big stories of the day. Well, there's a third little story. You might have heard about it. It's a little company called Apple. Apple Computer. And this was actually kind of cute. Dave Pugh said in the, on, the air, uh, on the elevator ride up today, he goes... Yeah, I'll probably have the ice late next week. Some of us are tech enthusiasts. I love Dave Pugh because he's what's called a tech enthusiast early enabler. So he's going to pay $600 for something that next year is going to be $400. You see where I'm going at with that? He's basically going to subsidize Apple's R&D on the high end so that you and I can get something on the low end. What's really actually kind of funny about this, again, is we don't even know if it's an ice late. We assume it is because Japan's not so good or Asia's not so good at keeping secrets. And what's that mean? Asia makes things for us. Asia makes our phones. Asia makes our televisions. Asia makes our computers. Asia makes, Asia makes, Asia makes, Asia makes. You get the basic idea. And when they make, what you ultimately get is loose lips. Apple's incredibly secretive. Incredibly secretive. And they've done a really good job about that. So the question is, is this... Apple iSleep going to crush Amazon's Kindle? I think it could. I don't have a Kindle, but I'll tell you, Mindshare is really important. Remember when we were talking about Mindshare with Toyota and Mindshare like with Asian cars in the 70s and how they were just better quality than Americans? I just kind of get the feeling that the Kindle, and I've never had one, I've never used one. I know it's black and white. I know it's got a funky refresh. I know people who have it love it, but the Mindshare of Apple just, it seems to automatically win. So we'll talk about that. We got a good show planned today. It's a call-in show, but I know a lot of people are afraid to call in. Why? I don't know. <laughs> but you're a lot afraid to call in. But it's 800-345-5639. Oh, no, I accentuated the negative. Oh, no, I'm going to get a memo. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. You don't have to be afraid to call in. I'll be super nice today. Super nice. I'll be like Mr. Puppy Man. Mr. Puppy Man, answering your financial issues. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. If you are afraid to call in, there's an alternative. Drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. It's rob, R-O-B, at robblack.com. It's talk910.com is the website. Talk910.com is the website. And you're listening to 910 AM. More stimulating talk.
The song's got a good hook coming up. I like cheesy pop music on occasion. It's okay. You don't have to like opera each and every day. You don't have to be snooty. Snooty boots. Anyway. I like zombie movies. I love zombie movies. I like checking out. I like original movies. My favorite movie probably of all time. Whoops, not supposed to be talking about myself. Another memo coming right up. <laughs> Mulholland Drive. I love the movie Mulholland Drive. And let me let me tease you about let me tell you what it's about. It's a, it's really tough to follow. And ultimately what it's about is a story of a young, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed girl who comes to LA to be a movie star. And it doesn't happen. So she tries. And the second half of the film basically is what really happened. Where she come, the first half is like she comes and everyone loves her and she's gonna be in a movie and the director sees her in a bar and he's like, You're gonna be a star. And the second half starts with basically her death and what happens with what she was, what really happened that led to her death. So it's one of those movies that has a weird timeline to it. And American audiences just typically don't get it. They just typically don't get it because we want simple, we want something easy, we want uh, corn chips on the couch. I love corn chips on the couch. So a little bit more. I got an email from, you remember how I told you last week I spoke at a, a real estate group and they asked me to come out and a friend of mine, Paul Zeger, he's a great guy. And I was on the panel and I just, I sat with a real estate agent who she's this little old lady and she's made a lot of money in real estate basically by doing transactions. And she thinks that she's smart because she's done a lot of transactions um, sometimes people confuse, for instance, when the stock market was going up in the 1990s, a lot of people thought they were smart. They thought they were smarter than the market. I know people who sold, I actually, this is a true story. I know a woman who sold four homes, four homes so that she could buy more dot-com stocks. When did she do this? 2000. So basically she turned about $2 million into $8 million. Home run, right? Name's Nancy. And then that $8 million went lower to $6 to $4 all the way to $200,000. So basically a grown woman, 45, probably maybe give or take three years on either side of that. She had four great pieces of real estate and she said, you know, I think I'm smarter than the stock market. And she was. And she was, but she didn't cash the cash register. She didn't ring it. She didn't get out. So sometimes don't confuse smarts with what's happening in the market. Little old lady. Anyway, they, this real estate group asked me to come speak at another panel next month in Oakland, and I said no. Ultimately, I think that woman's doing too much damage. I think she's hurting too many people. I think she's ruining lives, and I want nothing to do with it. I walked away from that scenery or that, from that machinery. Like, I don't want nothing to do with it. It's nice. It feels great. You get free booze. You get to wear a suit. You get to talk to a crowd of people who can intently at, at you. But nothing. No, I don't want it. So if I don't do good work, I want to leave. So uh, I don't want to hurt people. Never, ever want to hurt people. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. 
Um, and I promise you, when I leave radio, I'll start some sort of cool project that helps people. And when I leave TV, I'll start some sort of cool project that helps people. Today, I'm going back to TV for the first time in like, it feels like a month. <laughs> TV, let me show you a little underside of the belly here. All they care about is weather and traffic. Because they think that's all you care about is weather and traffic. Uh, the Dow could be hitting 15,000. Millionaires could be made every second. And they, they love the 15,000 because that's a nice round number. And that's something people can understand. But they don't understand uh, the, the depth of what financial information is. So uh, all they care about is weather and traffic. So last couple of weeks, it's been raining. I'm getting a little tired of the rain in a good way. So in a good way. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. The Apple Isolate is going to be coming very, very soon. More information will be pouring out in the next couple of hours on this Isolate. And uh, I'll have some information for you. If not in this show, I'll have some information for you on the 4 o'clock news. Um, 800-345-5639. Let's talk about some of the basics. There's a, a pretty cool website that I've recently stumbled upon. And you know how I introduced you to a website called Minton.com? It's for you 20-somethings, 30-somethings, or 30-somethings in heart. It could be for even you 40 years olds. There's no doubt about it. There's a new website out there that's starting to get a little bit of a community to it. And I like what they're doing. It's, it's called Thrive.com. And Thrive basically gives you a financial health score. We like numbers, right? We like A, B, C, D, E, F. We, we like knowing where we are. One number that shows you how financially fit you are, and it shows you where you can get improvements. It basically looks at your credit score. It looks at your debt-to-income ratio. It looks at whether you have a rainy day fund. It under- helps you understand where your money's going to better manage your spending. It breaks down your spending into purchases and into bills. Then it shows you how much you've saved and how much you've overspent. You can see pictures of how you're allocating it's um it's a pretty nice website. And again, I don't think it's for everyone. The website is justthrive.com, justthrive.com. I think it's really for the young at heart. It shows you your bank accounts, which means what? You have to put your bank account number into a computer. A lot of old people don't want to do that. A lot of young people don't want to do that. I feel more comfortable with my bank account on a computer than I do with my bank account or my credit card with a, a bartender or a waitress or a waiter. I do. I do. I remember when I was uh, waiting tables. I know a lot of waiters that would turn a, a $1 tip into an $11 tip. And if you don't check your bill, well, you just gave an $11 tip. You're trying to say, I hate you, waiter. It's very common in the industry because you've already signed it. And how damn easy is it to put a one in front of it? So, Or how damn easy is it when they have your credit card it's just to go make an imprint of it? Go jump on Amazon.com. Bloop. Now, again, now they need to know your address and things along those lines, but um, not always, not always. So I trust my my information much more online than I do with giving my card to any other human on the planet. 800-345-5639. The website is justthrive.com, and even if you, if you have used it, pick up the phone and give me a call. It's uh, easy enough to do. Uh, again, it hits your credit score. It hits bill pays for you. It, it it's, shows you how to improve things. It shows you where you're overspending, where you're underspending. If there's another credit card out there with a better rate, they'll, they'll, that's how they make their money. That credit card will pay them to help you know, introduce them to you. So that's how they make their money. It's a, it's a free website. And again, I think it's for the young at heart. It's not really for everyone. Justthrive.com, justthrive.com. And right now they've got about $833 million that's being overseen. And that's going to be billions of dollars soon. I mean, that, that website's getting ready to take off. Now, you could be cool and be one of the first ones to get there. Or you can be late to the party. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. You can always email me at rob at robblack.com. 
Okay, so we're starting to see the iPod or the iSlate. Um, I can see a picture of it. Uh, Bill, uh, Steve Jobs is, is showing it to us. Let's take a little bit of a break here. When we come back, I'll, I'll pull together what information I can from the announcement that's happening right now as we speak. It's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. It's the Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Listening to Rob Black, 9:10 a.m. More stimulating talk. They're calling it the iPad, not the iSlate. Steve Jobs has showed it off right now while we speak. And this is kind of interesting. Stock's down five bucks. Have you ever heard the story on Wall Street about buy the rumor, sell the news? Stock ran up. This is a classic example of that. Where does it go from here? There's a lot of support right around $197 a share on Apple. Again, I'm just throwing this out there because this is what I do for a living. It's the basics is the iPad has GPS. It's got a 9.7 inch display. It's got full capacitive multi-touch. It's got a one gigahertz chip in it. It's got 16 to 64 gigabytes of flash storage, which is a pretty interesting pull push. Flash is wildly fast. Flash is memory that is easy to get to and when you turn off your phone for instance all your contacts stay there where if you're working on a word processor and you turn off your computer it that word processor work might get lost so flash is important so elsewhere inside this it's going to be able to open pdfs it's going to have youtube in high definition it's going to have itunes built in it's going to have map applications it's going to have a time magazine application it's very thin you can change the home screen. You can browse the web. You can email with on-screen QWERTY. At the event, um, Steve Jobs is showing the iPod Maps application from Google, iPod functionality, new calendar application, and that seems to be the basic rundown on it. Let's see if I got a little bit more from some of my other sources that are out there. It can display full web pages. It has a touchscreen keyboard. Okay, it's almost full size. Um, last decade, uh, we've been moving Mac personal computers into iPods and iPods towards Macs. So this seems to be a kind of a, a build between the two. It looks to be all about digital media and mobile technology. The shares are down about $5. The first year for the iPhone and the iPod, it had 6 million units sold. The tablet will achieve the same levels and or not. That's going to be the big issue. So Wall Street's starting to say, will the iPod sell? We know the iPod sold 6 million units. People had to have it. Now, some people are going to want to have this. I'm not. In large part, I don't need more devices. I don't need more distractions. Um, Will I get it maybe when I go on vacation? Yeah, that would be a nice way to read a book. No doubt about it. Or on flights? Absolutely. A digital reader? No doubt about it. But for my day-to-day going to work, I'm driving to radio. I sit at radio. I don't really need it. Computers are going to be my my thing, so to speak. Um, So that's really what we have right now. The tablet, Apple gets a new category, and Wall Street loves categories. 
What does that mean? Apple doesn't really, if they never sell another iPhone again, I don't care. As an investor and owner of the company, what I care about is their ability to sell more Macs. And that's where they've got huge upside. And that's where the big profits are. To me, the iPad, which, oh my God, I hate that name already. <laughs> Sounds so much like tampon. So just, ooh, ooh, hopefully <laughs> that changes. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. Now I should tell you a little bit more about what we know about the guts that are inside of it. And again, this is Wall Street talking. couple things. Apple, this tablet, this could be a negative for the Nintendo Wii. It could be a negative for the PlayStation 3, and it could be a negative for the Xbox. In large part, a touchscreen gadget that's bigger than an iPhone, it could provide a larger playing field for gamers and give game developers a new way to push the limits of their creativity, especially since it's got the touchscreen. So who's going to be a winner here? Electronic Arts? Activision, for sure. Because established video game uh, makers are going to sell product into this. Now, what else do we know is going to be a winner? Book publishers. What we're learning right now is Apple and book publishers are looking to hammer out a deal that would offer standard pricing with Apple taking a 30% cut of sales. Isn't that kind of interesting? Holy mackerel, let's talk about that for a second. Apple used to sell freaking fragging computers, right? On occasion, they'd sell a software, a suite of software. You get the concept. Then Apple started selling music. So they're, they've gone from a computer company to a music company, right? Okay, so you, you, know, you get iTunes, you get all that. And then they started selling the hardware for music. They went from a computer company to a hardware music company to the music software side of it. So the profit margins are better in the software than the hardware, but the hardware helps seed the software. Then they went into video games with the iPod uh, and the iPhone. You can, you know, a good friend of mine, he's a CFP, Richard Alpert. Uh, we were on a flight a couple months ago, and he, he pulls out a little game that he paid three bucks for. Now, Apple wants to keep the prices of games incredibly low, and that could hurt the Electronic Arts and Activisions, uh, but it gives them a whole other category. So now when you think of Apple, you think of a company that makes video games. You think of a company or that sells video games that makes music or sells music. You think of a company that sells hardware and computers. So they're really multifunctional. And the whole application world could put Google out of business. Did I really just say that out loud? Applications could put Google out of business. Right now on your computer, you know, go to Google, search Rob Black. And when you search Rob Black on your Google, it's going to show you the porn producer who does kitty porn and snuff porn. I'm not allowed to talk about porn, but in this context, I'm allowed to. Stupid memo. Um, so there's a porn producer named Rob Black. That's not me. <laughs> it doesn't even look like me, thankfully. Uh, there's a, what is there? there? Oh, there's a, a rapper named Black Rob who hates white people. Once again, not me. There's me and there's about 22 other Rob Blacks. One of the funnier stories. Googly moogly. So what can change? How can Google possibly go out of business? Because we go there to search. Facebook, for instance. Facebook obviously is a place where we go to find people. Now on Google, you also search for local restaurants. You know, you can say San Mateo local restaurants and boom, it'll push them up. But do you remember when Palm Pilot came out? There used to be a, we remember Palm Pilots, don't you? Kind of a, a personal digital assistant, a PDA. That category just got friggin' annihilated, gone. Do you remember people who had PDAs? I do. They were douches then, they're douches now. They're early tech enablers and they are who they are. But um, Palm had this really cool thing for, for dining. 
where ultimately you would punch in a zip code and it would show you all the great restaurants around you. And it was updated on a regular basis by users. And it would show you five-star, four-star, three-star, two-star, one-star. And it was a very useful tool, incredibly useful tool. But that took away search. We didn't have search at that point in time. It was an application. Now, if Apple gets their way and they're able to seed applications, of which there are now 140,000 applications at the iTunes store, if they can do that, they can have an application for restaurants. They can have an application for people finder. They can have an application. Like everything that we search for is now going to be built into an application. And that's a little bit more easier of a concept because when you think about it, Google has way too much information, just way too much. You Sometimes you Google something and, you know, you, you, you get buried on page 32 of the information you want. So you have to go through 31 pages to get there. Kind of interesting. Uh, a friend of mine, a friend of mine gave me a piece of advice. If you've ever done anything bad or wrong, for instance, if you've ever posed nude for a magazine that you don't want people to know about, if you've ever robbed a bank that suddenly went on legal record, if you've ever been divorced and you want to hide that, for whatever reasons, shame. Our society is a, a nation of shame. One way you can hide yourself in Google searches is to go out and run a couple of road races. Because Google prioritizes things on a timely basis. So if you run a couple road races, they're going to publish your results. They're going to say Rob Black came in last place, which is kind of a funny thought. So if someone has to come in last, why not let it be me? So and uh, anything that's bad or naughty or something that I don't want you to see, it's gone. So because the first 32 pages are going to be all about the races that I've run. So there are ways to hide yourself in the Internet, which is a weird, odd concept, but true. To get your calls on the air, it's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Let me refresh one of my sources and see if we've got anything in the last couple of minutes on Apple's iPad. I think I did a pretty good segment there of telling you what it is. I think we all kind of knew that's what it was going to be. The iPad can run all iPhone applications. The iPad has 10 hours battery life, which over a month of standby battery. It's got 802.11 in Wi-Fi as a standard iPad has GPS, nine points. Okay, so that's what we got. Um, the stock is trading down about $5 at this point in time. Again, buy the rumor, sell the news seems to be happening. Wall Street does not seem to be all that impressed. They have released a software developer kit for the iPad, which is a great idea, great concepts so that you can create apps for it. It's Rob Black Show, 910 AM, 800-345-5639. Will you buy an iPad? There, I'm a douche like Ron Owens. I'm inviting you to call. Will you buy an iPad? Will you be an early tech enabler? Will it last? Will it become the next Newton? 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black Show, 910 AM. More stimulating talk. The Glenn Beck Program coming up at 12 noon. Now, Rob Black, 9:10 a.m. More stimulating talk. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. 
Got a couple more Apple iPad updates. I'm going to save them for the next hour. Nothing is coming out revolutionary. Things along the line. Well, you know, the one thing that's revolutionary about it is it's going to use its own semiconductor, which Apple makes. Interesting. That's the only thing to me that looks really interesting. It looks to use a lot of chips from Broadcom, ticker symbol BRCM. It used a lot of chips from Infineon, ticker symbol IFNNY, Hynix, Linear, uh, LLTC, Marvel, MRVL. Those seem to be the, the publicly traded plays. Again, nothing super dramatic going on there. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Now, again, the Apple iPhone is dominant right now. And what's expected is for the iPhone to be opened up to the other three major wireless carriers in the United States in the next 12 months. Now, Palm makes a competitive phone, the Pre and the Pixie. And that was recently launched in Verizon. They had an exclusivity with Sprint for maybe three to six months there. And that exclusivity is over. Now, Verizon has launched the Palm Pre and the Pixie Plus, which are enhanced versions of the first version of the smartphone. Now, upfront demand, pretty weak. You know, the the media, the news, they didn't send a camera crew out to a Verizon store and seeing people camping out all night long to buy their new Palm Pre. Not going to happen. So these devices are improved. They're new. They're, you know, wider distribution for Palm. That'll help. But this is an incredibly competitive smartphone market. When you think smartphones, you think two. You think Research Emotions BlackBerry, and you think the Apple iPhone right now. And Motorola's dead. Maybe you think a little bit about the Droid. Or Google's phone. But to me, that that's still pretty niche So, you know, you're not seeing people, you know, fall over dead. Now, in the long run, I think Google and Apple are going to duke it out. Google has a lot to lose here. Google has search to lose via applications. Apple has search to gain via applications. So Google's come out with applications. They're, they're an app company. You've heard President Barack Obama say it. There's an app for that. There is an app for that. And that's what it seems to be the big push right now is for more applications. Now, Sun Microsystems has been acquired by Oracle. And this is a Bay Area story. And you may not be like me, where you remember fondly the golden days of the Bay Area. I think we've gone through them, at least for technology. Now, some people will start slurring and spitting on me. No, Robert, we've got venture capitalists here in Stanford and Berkeley, and we will prevail. And you're going to slobber all over me. I get it. But I think we went through the golden age because the venture capital now is a lot more conservative. Now, yes, Stanford and Berkeley will create a lot of intellectual property. No doubt about it. They will get a lot of motivated kids who want to be the next Hewlett or the next David Packard. You know it, I know it, right? So long story short, I remember the golden days. Now, Oracle has acquired Sun. And interestingly enough... Sun's Oracle said they're going to they're going to hire 2000 people. If you need a job right now, probably a pretty good idea to reach out to Sun Microsystems. The 7.4 billion dollar deal, it gives Oracle a hardware business for the first time ever. Now again, the business model and we're not talking fashion model, we're not talking lingerie model, we're talking business model. Pretty big difference. The business model of tech is it's changed a lot. But it goes back in its earliest sense to IBM could have controlled the world. They had a personal computer that no one else had. And they decided, hey, let's give this little company Intel. Intel, why don't you make chips for us? 
and they said, hey, Microsoft, why did you make the operating software? Because we want to do, we want to focus on the hardware of this. We don't really want to focus on the, the software. IBM basically made Microsoft a powerful company, hugely powerful company. They could have controlled that market and squashed them. Now, later on in the 80s, Microsoft started looking at other companies. I remember when my first hard drive was a 10 meg hard drive, not 10 gig. Recently, I got a 300, no, a 500 gig hard drive. I don't know what I'm going to do. I, there's terabyte hard drives now. I don't know what anyone in the, the world would need with a terabyte hard drive. Microsoft showed us this business lesson of there was a company called Stacker and Stacker would turn your hard drive from 10 megs to 20 megs. You get the concept, right? And it was just a software. It was a cheat. It was, you know, it was, it was just kind of, I would almost call it a financial engineering. You know, you've heard me use financial engineering. I'd almost call it hardware engineering, software engineering for more hardware. So back in the day, Microsoft was, let's just copy that. Let's call it, you know, a disk doubler. And they put it in their operating system. Cha-ching, just like that. Cha-ching. And do you remember, oh, good God, before there was the internet, you would get software updates via floppy disks. That's kind of weird, right? There are the little three and a half and sometimes five and a quarter updates. So now with your Windows operating system and there's a, a new security flaw patch, whatever, you just jump on the internet. Bloop, 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 bloop. So, but in the day, in the 80s, you used to have to get a floppy drive. I still have some old floppies. Um, not sure why, but I kept all my college writing, for instance, on floppies that on five and a quarters that I would now have to buy a special like USB five and a quarter drive to get, but I should just throw those away. Because, you know, who in their right mind wants to read my college writing? Anyway, so Oracle's getting into the hardware business. And I bring this up because it's all about the bells and whistles. Anyone now can make a computer. Me and Heidi can make a computer. We can call it, um, what would our celebrity name be? Um, Hybert. We can call it Hybert and computers. And the problem is we don't have operating software. We don't have you know business software. We don't have anything to give you. So HP can give you accounting software. IBM can give you services software. Dell can give you enterprise software. They can throw in those bells and whistles for the hardware. So there's basically five players in tech now. And everyone else to me is a bell and whistle. Not truly, 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 truly. I'm not going to stand by that. I'm not going to, that's not going to be my Titanic. I'm not going to go down that ship. But it's, there's a little bit of truth there. So HP, IBM, Dell, Cisco, and Oracle. Who's going to be the winner? I don't know. Their whole business now is they will give you hardware for free. As long as you sign a 10-year services contract with them. Pretty cool, right? You're, oh, good God. Back in the 90s, there was a company that was going to uh, give you a free computer as long as they let you they let search go on your desk, on your desktop, as long as they controlled your desktop and put commercials on it for you. Those business models change, don't they? Some of them stick, some of them don't. Now, brought into company product portfolios is what this is all about. Services from traditional specialties like databases, computers, networking equipment. Every company wants to be, have a claim of, of having their prospective clients on their platform. Now, the cost isn't in buying the pieces anymore. The cost is in the labor of assembling them and making them work. And having one shop come in and do everything, I feel a lot more comfortable with than trying to piecemeal together network from 10 different vendors. So Oracle's purchase of Sun, which European regulators approved last week, it stands out as the most game-changing corporate technology play made during the economic downturn. 
in the downturn, in the recession, companies took chances. It's probably the most significant deal of this decade. What they did was they took a shot at changing the rules of the industry and ushering in a new era. Corporate computing market began decades ago with IBM selling customer systems that included most of the hardware and software they would need in a single package. Time went on, the host of many computer makers rose to prominence with a similar strategy in which they would build all the crucial pieces of a large system, including its chips, main software, and networking technology. Now, the older model of selling corporate systems was then distributed and ultimately disrupted by the rise of powerful, more standardized computers. So Oracle wants to revert to the more traditional model. Prices of hardware and software declined under all the competitive pressures. So it's odd that a computer industry ships all the separate parts and experts, you know, uh, and expects ultimately customers to assemble them. They want to go in and do it all. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Apple has released the iPad today. I've got more information on that as the show goes on. Um, I've got the relevant information, as, as I would call it. Go to Tony in San Mateo, 800-345-5639. Tony. Hey, Rob. Hey, Tony. Long-time long listener, first-time caller. Well, thanks for calling. Yeah, I remember you from 1550 AM. I remember me from my mother's womb. I go uh, that far back with myself. Uh, um, Do you know what I did before 1550? Channel 4? Well, I've done Channel 4 for eight years now. Oh, okay. But I did CNET Radio. I did a show called Stock Talk in the Bay Area, which basically got me out here. Where was that at? Uh, that was on this very signal, 9, 10 a.m. Oh. So I've gone full circle. Oh, interesting. Not really interesting. You're interesting, Tony. What do you do for a living? Oh, I'm on disability. What disability do you have? I'm not sure. It's uh, probably a chronic fatigue syndrome and some genetic thing. I've got what's called um, chronic mono. So every couple of years when I like don't sleep for a week or so, I get mono again and it just basically kicks my butt. Um, I, I'm one of those people who gets mono more than once in their lifetime. But anyway, sorry to hear you're on disability. Do you like being on disability or is it is it awful? It's awful. Yeah. Painful. Okay. I'm with you. Um, my question is um, uh, clones. Uh, like there will be copies. Well, who, who's in position to make a clone of this iPad? Um, Apple and my, uh, HP and Microsoft have already released a similar ta- tablet, um, but there's no word yet on uh, if they're going to be able to keep pace with what Apple's doing in applications. For instance, um, and thanks for the call, let me summarize everything that I could tell you that I've learned so far about the Apple iPad. It's got GPS, so it's got a global position satellite system. So in theory, you'll be able to use it as, hey, I'm lost. Help me find something. Um, and we don't even know what some of the other GPS contexts could be. For instance, since it does have GPS and since it does have an e-reader, maybe you'll give it to your kid when they go to school. You'll be able to see if they're actually at school. So there's some ideas there. It's got a 9.7-inch display. It's got full capacitive multi-touch. It's got a 1 gigahertz chip. It's got 16 to 64 gigabytes of flash memory, and that's going to change based on the price, what you're paying. It's got 10 hours of battery life. It's got a month of standby battery. It's got 802.11 in Wi-Fi, which is pretty cool. I mean, that means you'll be able to sit your butt down in a Starbucks and surf the net on this thing. It's got all iPhone applications. It has PDF ability to read. It's got a $200 Apple. Okay. Uh, Apple pulling back. It's got YouTube and high definition. So it has a high definition screen. So we're going to be watching more videos and television through it. 
It's got a built-in maps application. It's got Time Magazine. It's got a very thin uh, form factor. It's got a full-scale QWERTY keyboard built into the screen. It's got email. It's got a developer kit, so there's going to be more applications for it. That's the kicker here. It runs its own semiconductor from the acquisition that uh, Apple did with PA Semiconductor, and that's pretty interesting. So it's an ARM-based processor. It's got games. It's got multi-touch gestures for gaming. So, like, for instance, if you're playing a riding, a driving game, you could push, pull the pad left and your car will go left. You could pull the pad right and your car will go right. Um, it's got a Major League Baseball application, which will allow you to l- watch live video with the home or away announcers. That's pretty cool. And again, uh, you can see this is an attack at Comcast. It's an attack at cable. It's attacked at television normal views. Uh, Electronic Arts has displayed some iPad games. They showed Need for Speed, which uses a device to hold up and drive the car. And that's what we have so far on the Apple iPad. You're up to date with everything they've announced on it. It's Rob Black Show, 9:10 a.m. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.